It's the most dramatic trade machine Tuesday ever. Gerald's been working the numbers to find a deal for DeAndre Ayton, but can he come up with one in time? Fun will be had, hearts will be broken, and it'll have a cliffhanger you've never imagined. Sons, ladies, this is the final DeAndre Ayton. Glando, will you accept this DeAndre Ayton? You'll never see the ending coming, and the drama starts right now. Oh my gosh, what an epic intro into today's Trade Machine Tuesday episode. Hats wow. Off to Bravo. No, no, that's great. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> sons, this is the final DeAndre. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm not ready. She wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. This is going to be an insane episode of mm-hmm. Trade Machine Tuesday. We've got uh, quite a few coming your way throughout this one. Gerald. Last night when you texted, well, Emma texted and said, I made 40 trade graphics. I was yes. like, what is wrong with you, Gerald? Well, our first reaction was for the show. I was like, 40 trade? How long is this show going to be? <laughs> We're going to be here all day. Yeah, uh, I've been working on this one for a while, piecing it together piece by piece. <laughs> and I am my own worst enemy when it comes to restraining myself. So yeah, here we are. You are nothing if not thorough. Yeah, And I appreciate that about you. Mm-hmm. We are not going to talk about all 40 trades no. that Gerald put oh, together over surprise, at GoBHNX. I'm sorry. 41. <laughs> oh, 41. Sorry. Uh, but you can go read all 41 at GoPHNX.com if you'd like to. Instead, we're going to talk about 15. I feel like 15 is still a lot yes. to squeeze in here. <laughs> still amount. too many. It's, it's a lot. All right. So Hold here on. we go. Hold on. Before mm. we do this, mm. Emma, hit it. Train Machine Tuesday. What? Is you're a brat. Ex- and you're a brat. And you're a brat too. You're all brats. Hell yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. New Train Machine Tuesday yeah. video just dropped. <laughs> We're all in today. That's amazing. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, as much as I enjoy that, did anybody else get creeped out about the way that my mouth on nope. the cartoon was moving? Because nope. that was a little bit weird. Nope. I applaud <laughs> worked really hard on that. <laughs> That's going to give me nightmares. It's, it's so awesome. We're bringing out all the all the big guns today. You're a brat, you're a brat, and you're a brat too. <laughs> oh, Welcome, <amazing>. everybody. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive in to Trade Machine Tuesday. The first one we're going to talk about today comes from a PHNX source. They told us that the Magic have offered this package to the Suns. The Suns will receive Wendell Carter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, and Bull Bull, and the Magic will receive DeAndre. And now, just uh, something to note, this offer did come before the Bradley Beal trade was reported. The Suns were supposedly looking for the Magic to include a guard of some sort. Now that the Beal thing has gone down, maybe... That has changed a little bit, and this could be back on the table or at least a starting point for these two teams to have a discussion. Yeah, it's entirely possible that the math has changed for the Suns a little bit. Obviously, they still need some help in the backcourt because beyond Booker and Beal, the only guards that they really have right now are campaign 
um, <laughs> whose deal is not even fully guaranteed, and, and Jordan Goodwin, who's coming over in the Bradley Beal trade as well. Um, so you could use a little bit of help in that regard, <laughs> and, and the Magic have a couple of younger guards that you might target. I don't know if they're interested in DA to that extent to give up one of those guards. A lot of Magic fans, and this is not going to be a surprise, another team reacted to a trade and didn't like it. Um, who freaking who? But the Magic <laughs> fans that I've talked with about the deals that I proposed are pretty adamant that Markel Fultz is not going anywhere. Um, there is the rumor Cole Anthony is available. He, may, so. he would make more sense, and he's a guy that, um, you know, I mentioned in the trade article as well, he's a guy that is a double-digit scorer. Um, yeah. He's flawed, but he's improved. He had his most efficient season last year as well. Um, so that's something maybe they could work with that. Yeah, and what intrigues me about including a guy like that is it's youth again. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you add Jordan Goodwin, you could add a Cole Anthony, all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, this team does have some some youth. It's not... Uh, it's not what everybody's freaking out about. I I like this deal. I liked it when I heard it. If you can add a Cole Anthony in to, to give you that guard that you're looking for and figure out how to make it work, i probably call this into the commissioner about as fast as I can because I think this gives you the depth you need, makes a lot of sense, and can really help you throughout the, the way I I'm getting too excited on trade one. We've got four <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and, and they do. They would need to guarantee the amounts of the players that they're trading for. And it's worth noting that Jonathan Isaac is not the pinnacle of health. So in theory, right. while he would be a great multi-positional defensive addition to this team, um, there are some concerns about how much time he's missed over the last few years. There is one thing with this contract, though. I only think half of it is guaranteed. You would have, yeah, but you to make the math work on the trade, you would need to guarantee more of it to make those contracts align there. Which is the same thing we saw the Wizards do with Chris Mm -hmm. Paul. Correct. Um, Yeah, I think Isaac's Isaac being injury prone is a little bit of a question mark on this one. The chat loves the idea of bringing Bulbul here, (laughs) Um, and I feel like Bulbul has gotten a little bit better over the last couple of years. I know when he first was in the league, it was questionable, and now it's like okay. You are a serviceable NBA player who's continuing to improve your on your craft. Right. This was the first year where he looked like a legitimate rotation player. And at the start of the year, he looked like a most improved player candidate. Kind of trailed off a little bit as the year went on. Numbers dipped. But um, he's a guy that can block shots. He can shoot threes even. Um, he can do a little bit of everything that you need. And for me, the big piece is Wendell Carter Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that's kind of been underrated for a while. Back in the draft, it was him and Jaron Jackson and DeAndre Ayton and all these bigs that we were wondering who was going to be the best. Um, And if you ask the Magic fans, they're pretty high on what Carter provides for, you know, only 13 million next season, 11.9 the season after that. He would be the type of guy that I think the Suns are looking for. Not maybe not quite as good as D.A. individually, maybe a little bit more off limited offensive repertoire, but for like nearly a third of the cost. Yeah, and right now you obviously don't need offensive repertoire with right. with what you have. <laughs> uh, so, uh, fun fact, Bull Bull's dad, Manute Bull, in 93, hit six threes against the Suns at the time, the most threes made by a center <laughs> in a game. Uh, and it, if you acquire him, it keeps my dream of having Taco Fall and him on the same team <laughs> and having a Taco Bowl. So, Taco oh Bowl. We're halfway there. Yep, Taco Bowl Tuesday, baby. That, happens. that could be an epic charity event, though. Yeah. If they if they tag team to put on like the most epic community slash charity event, I feel like that would be ideal. Um, okay, so 
There are quite a few additional Magic Suns trades in the article at GoPHNX. The only additional one we will talk about here is the Suns receiving Wendell Carter, Carter Jr. and Markel Fultz in exchange for DeAndre. And Gerald, you did mention that a lot of people are unsure if Markel Fultz will be available, if mm-hmm. the Magic are willing to part ways with him. Uh, is there a potential you think or is this more of a pipe dream he doesn't strike me as like a cornerstone piece for them he is on an expiring contract so it's not guaranteed he'll even be back in orlando beyond this season um i I felt like jalen suggs is obviously more off limits paulo bancaro off limits um but like in terms of guards fultz is like he's finally proved himself as like a starting caliber guard he's not the number one draft pick we were expecting he's not the phenom that we were kind of hoping to see um, but he is a good point of attack defender. He can run offense. He can play off the ball a little bit. Does a little bit of everything on both ends of the court now, which is something that you want. He's still young. So I understand why the Magic might be content to just keep their young nucleus intact and keep going with that. Um, but if you're the Suns and Fultz is available, like Carter and Fultz is a pretty good return for DA in terms of getting that starting center on a lesser contract getting a guard that you can play as a combo guard you can play him as a point guard wherever you want to put him and he will be that point of attack defender that the suns could use um maybe in their starting five even if they are a little undersized you look at it though and we were talking about this beforehand if you're looking at a guard you're likely looking at that for the bench right because you get very small very very quick if you trade for a point guard and Mm -hmm. then you play Beal, Book, and KD all the all together, you know. So do you think a, a Fultz or a, a Cole Anthony fit maybe that six man, fit that bench point guard role there? I think either one could do that. I think Cole Anthony probably fits that mold a little bit better in terms of a bench scorer who can just come in and get buckets without, you know, having a, a conscience about the shots that he's taking. Um, Fultz strikes me as more, he would have fit better, I think, before the Beal trade. I just still don't think he's a bad fit if he's your backup point guard. But, um, yeah, and I don't, like I said, I, I'd i be surprised if the Magic made both of those two available in a DA trade, but you just never know how an opposing front office is going to value it. Well, guy. and especially now because we knew that the original trade that we brought up was something that was offered before the Beal trade. Mm-hmm. Now that more... Reportedly, anyway, more teams are calling the Suns, mm-hmm. inquiring about DeAndre, and that could potentially up his value as well because now you have more competition. Right. Fun fact, same year Bull Bull hit six threes against the Suns, uh, or Manute Bull, uh, Cole Anthony's dad, Greg Anthony, started a massive brawl between the Knicks and the Suns. So there's another oh, wow. fun time. You got all the fun <laughs> all facts the today, today, Espo. Do we have a fun fact for every single one of these trades? You should have done I, I should have. You really should have. And I actually, fun facts. I, I made fun of Greg <laughs> Anthony for the shirt he was wearing. He was injured during that fight, and he responded to me on Twitter about it. So oh, really? said, yeah, that shirt was ugly. It had, like, <laughs> had, had like boat theme. So he agreed theme. with you. Yes. Yeah. So. All right, nice. Gerald, do you want to break down our next trade? Yeah, sure. So the next one that we have here is uh, a Mavericks offer something close to a Mavericks offer that a source told us has been a standing offer since the end of the season. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, and the number 10 pick in this year's draft for DA. The Suns haven't yielded on this, obviously, um, and I kind of view it as something of a last resort. That that package that we were told by the source has been on the table for a while now. 
doesn't work financially, you have to throw in a Maxi Kleba or um, Davis Bertans, at which point you would need to include campaign if you're going with Davis Bertans. But uh, this kind of feels, <coughs> I don't want to say bad because they are getting a top 10 pick out of it. It yeah. just, it's hard to feel as good about a top 10 pick considering the way the Suns have treated the draft recently. Mm -hmm. And maybe they immediately flip that pick somewhere else. Um, but this would be a situation where the Mavs draft that player that the Suns want and then trade him to him after the fact. Right, because within all of this, I guess that's the biggest question. DA still has the no trade uh, veto power until July 1st, technically, right? 15th. 15th. Yes. Which I know that the conversations we've had around this ahead of time is, you know, if he says no, well, then we just <laughs> trade him on July 15th. Yeah. But when you incorporate picks within these moves, now it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more behind the scenes that needs to go on yeah. to make sure that that person is selected that the Suns want mm -hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. The feeling I, I got about this too was that the Suns weren't overly keen on it. They were hoping you could then take those pieces and flip it for, for something, something else. else. Mm. Uh, so... I also don't like the idea of, and I'll just petty, as a petty person say mm -hmm. this, right. trading DeAndre Ayton to the Mavs because there's nothing more disgusting in my mind than having somehow Jason Kidd unlock the potential of DeAndre Ayton, having him play next to Luka Doncic, <laughs> and then having to face that in the playoffs. Well, I think I'd throw up. I can't assure you it won't be Jay Kidd that's doing that. It would be Luka Doncic himself that's well, doing that. But um, <laughs> the appearance of Jay Kidd, Jason Kidd. Does. Yeah, no, I I understand that. And there are a lot of trades that are with Western Conference teams. And I know some people feel some type of way about helping Western Conference teams. I don't give a shit if it makes your team better. I don't care what it does for the other side. I don't personally Most think that Da is going to be the guy that comes back to put the final nail in your playoff coffin personally, but I would agree with you for most teams in the West, but there are two teams that I'm like not on board with. Yes. Dallas like, and the Nuggets. Yeah. Obviously. The Nuggets don't very simple reasoning. Look, I'm still, but just in general, speaking of that, the Lakers can the, be on that say, list. That's fair. But thinking. like more recent history, those two for sure are on the shit list. But yeah, as even though you don't necessarily believe that D is going to go off and become the nail in the coffin for the Suns later on, I still think there is a, a decent percentage, mm -hmm. not over 50%, but there is a percentage oh, yeah. out there in my mind that's like, I don't even want to risk it. Because nope. yeah. that would hurt worse, especially with a guy like Luca and just the beef between the franchises and the fan bases. Mm -hmm. That would, like Espo said, I would throw up. Have you, have you <laughs> seen the Oppenheimer trailer where... Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Damon's character says to Oppenheimer, well, what are the chances that we destroy the world by doing this? And he goes, less than 1%. And Damon goes, I'd prefer 0%. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Even if it's less than 1% that DeAndre Aiden could go right. to Dallas yeah. and wind up becoming the man everybody hoped he'd be, I'd prefer 0%. That is called trauma, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Gerald? One thing we have learned about the Suns is mm. if it can happen in a poetic type of a way, it will happen to us, and this is that. Yeah. So for those reasons alone, I don't want to play this game. Fair enough. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. But what I will play is the BetMGM Sportsbook app. That's a lot of fun when you're watching sports to get some skin in the game with the BetMGM Sportsbook app. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, you should absolutely do that and use the bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, 
you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. You want less hair in the game and more skin in the game? Manscaped is here for you. With a lawnmower 4.0, you can make the boys feel like the Larry O'Brien trophy. It's unfortunate. Smooth as gold, baby. I don't like that. Smooth as gold. It's really unfortunate because the opening line, like, worked so well, Mm -hmm. but I hated it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, <laughs> you gave me the opening. It'll, it'll, it'll get worse. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you gave me the opening, and I went in there and just, just mm-hmm. took care of it oh there. Oh, God. That was a good the, joke. The, the lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, cordless, and it is the best body trimmer <laughs> on the market. You can get so much skin in the game that uh, you know you're just you're gonna be rolling in it. I don't know what that means. I don't oh, know. I, don't, I really oh, no. don't know what that means. <laughs> we're uh, we're about to fall off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Recover us, but you yeah. can do it. Look, you can look, do it. It's not just downstairs that you gotta take care of. Mm-hmm. The nose sometimes get hairy. Gets hairy too. That's mm-hmm. true. As Ears? an older, as a man that's getting older, mm-hmm. nose hairs become quite the problem. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the weed whacker 2.0 can take care of those nose hairs. I actually feel like that sounds like something that should be downstairs. The but the Weed Whacker, whacker 2.0 <laughs> is going to take care of those nose hairs. Uh, and then you've got the Crop Preserver uh, and, the, and the Crop Reviver uh, for, uh, I don't know what crop you're holding down there, but yeah. It, it'll revive agri- it, you know. A lot of agricultural you, references. You're growing corn downstairs. You can revive that crop. I don't know. Are you a corn stuff? I don't know where we're going here. <laughs> uh, you also get two free gifts, other than just the smoothness and the uh, great smell. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get uh, what are these two free gifts? Oh yeah, the uh, shed travel bag. Uh, you know because. You, you boys can use a second Put bag, whatever. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you can get your uh, Manscaped boxers because, you know, you want something nice to hold them after you've groomed them. Uh, I don't know. God, I these things. Are, uh, it's a smooth ball summer, so get involved in there. With 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. <laughs> your testicles and your testicles with the besticles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God Let's uh, ratchet things up a bit here on this Trade Machine Tuesday and talk about some three-team trades. Let's get crazy. Bow, 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 bow. Let's get crazy. The menage a trois of Trade Machine <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. This is the segment where things get a little bit more complicated, but thankfully... We have Gerald here to help simplify it for us. The first trade is the Suns receive Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, Isaiah Todd, Ivica Zubats, and Norman Powell. The Clippers receive DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, and the Wizards receive Eric Gordon, Marcus Morris, and Landry Shamet. So we put this one in here, of course, because the reports that we got initially around the Bradley Beal-Chris Paul trade is that they're going to give the Wizards a few days to see if they can get a third team involved because 
the Wizards likely will not hang on to Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. And this is what you came up with, uh, Gerald. Yeah. Why does this one make sense in your head? So to make the math work, if the Suns are going to get anything for DA, they need to send him to the Clippers. Um, and this this might be a bit steep for the Clippers to give up just to get DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul. If you're L.A., you're probably waiting for the Wizards to have no options or to find a, another third team that makes it a little bit simpler for you. You don't have to give up as much. Um, I don't know if they're even interested in DeAndre Ayton, but it would make sense to pair those two as a pick-and-roll partner with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the wings. That's a pretty good four-man group right there. Um, you are having to give up your current starting setter in Zubats, who is a little bit underrated. He's not the most mobile defender, but he is a guy that gives people problems in the drop coverage. Um, he's a good rebounder. He's still only 26. He's on a very manageable salary. And then Norman Powell, you get a bench scorer that you can rely on, um, kind of this microwave guy who can come off the bench, which we all know last season the Suns either didn't have that or they didn't trust the guys that were in that particular mold. Um, so I would like this. I don't know that the Clippers are going to give up, you know, Zubat, Powell, Eric Gordon, Marcus Morris, for DA and Chris Paul. That's four rotation players. Um, but if you can turn Aiton into Zubats and Powell, that's, I mean, that's the best you're going to do from the Clippers, at least. First of all, thank you for not trading one of the Morai here. I, I <laughs> oh, well, that, was a, that was a different trade, but we're not going to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> I know it's one of the 40, but thanks for not bringing it up with me <laughs> sitting welcome. here. Uh, yeah, I think the Clippers look at this and go, no. I think, mm. because there's been the rumors that, uh, you know, the Wizards and the Clippers are looking for a third team to complete some kind of Chris Paul deal. I'm, I imagine they don't want to send anything here that could help the Suns uh, get even better because they're taking a big gamble by by getting Chris Paul in general because now your three main guys are all very injury prone mm -hmm. uh, and and that becomes problematic and then giving some of your depth to Phoenix just seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I said mostly Dallas and uh, Denver. But also, could you imagine oh if Chris Paul and D.A. end up on the Clippers with Ty Lue, who mm. we supposedly wanted the whole time, and then this was the one year that everyone stayed healthy? I don't know. I'd Again, be happy for I get them, it. honestly. <laughs> would you? Get yes. off the set, Jared. I would. Chris for Paul them? and D.A. No. Everybody talks about oh, how for, much. Or Chris, Paul. For Chris, yeah, Paul, for Chris Paul and D.A. I thought you meant Clippers. for the Clippers. No, I don't care All about right, the Clippers. that's fine. I'd be happy for Chris Paul and D.A., especially with, in recent months, the amount of shit that they've taken. That's but fair. I understand that's the, that the fear behind it, for sure. I thought you were com uh, committing blasphemy and saying no, no, you'd no. feel good for an L.A. team. <laughs> no, no, no. It's always beat L.A. Come on. Yeah, no, but I get your point, and I think that's a whole larger discussion we won't go down the rabbit hole of, but... I do think that I tend to lean towards the side of still rooting for individual players. Sure. There are exceptions, of course, who leave the Suns right. versus being like, you're gone, you're dead to me. I don't really like that approach personally. I, I root I for it, laundry. But I don't it. like it. All right. Next Damn. up, we've got the Suns receiving Clint Capella, Sadiq Bey, and A.J. Griffin. The Raptors receiving DeAndre Ayton. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the number 15 pick via Atlanta, the tw uh, 2024 first-round pick via Sacramento, and a 2028 first-round pick. The Hawks receiving Pascal Siakam and Malachi Flynn. So this one can't actually happen until 
either right before the start of the season or midseason because Bogdan Bogdanovich just signed a contract extension, so he is not eligible to be traded until September. He didn't um, sign that last offseason? No, so he's okay. he's ineligible for a trade gotcha. until September. So this is kind of a trade that maybe you examine down the line if the Raptors don't do anything with Siakam. If the Suns keep Aiton and it's just not working out under Vogel, he's not reviving him the way that we were hoping. Um, but this is something that, and, and at that point, obviously the number 15 pick in this year's draft would be a rookie that you're including yeah. there. But um, this one's kind of, low-key interesting to me because i feel like maybe the hawks are giving up too much they are giving up three first round picks um to bring in siakam they're also giving up bogdanovich capella sadiq bay they're giving up a lot of players they're giving up a lot of draft capital for siakam and a throw-in basically yeah um but i like the general framework like clint capella is probably as good as you're going to get in terms of the type of center the suns should be trying to place deandre ayton with his rim protection would be exactly what Frank Vogel's looking for. He's a better rebounder. He's a rim roller. He'll set good screens. Like, that's all the Suns really need out of that spot. Sadiq Bey is a sharpshooting wing um, who has been a little inconsistent with his change of scenery, but his role kind of changed in Detroit. Maybe playing on a winning team would really help him off the bench. Yeah, I'm looking at forward to sitting by the dock of the bay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to be a nautical theme in there. Mm -hmm. No, look, I, I think Clint Capella could be very intriguing under Frank Vogel, mm -hmm. what he'd be able to do uh, with him. Uh, you know, we saw what he could do with Roy Hibbert, Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Capella at, at that contract, what he can do defensively, uh, I would really like to see uh, what, what Frank Vogel could do with him. Uh, that one is really intriguing. I wonder if, uh, you know, they could get it done without Bogdan to make it uh, able to facilitate here sooner, but I would be all right with that return. Yeah. I would just like to see the Raptors uh, make a move one way or the other because we've been talking about the Raptors making a move I for see. what seems like forever now, and at some point they might end up becoming the too little too late kind right. of situation, and if we are able to capitalize on them actually making a move, then I'm all on board with that one. Yeah, Raptors and Hawks are both teams that strike me as teams that need to make a move. Yeah, the rest of the league has no idea what Toronto is yeah. aiming for at this point. So I a think, clarity would be nice. I think the biggest question mark here is is, is Atlanta bought in that uh, that Trey can get them, Trey Young can get them mm -hmm. where they want to go because this is very much saying now is the time. Right, like the Suns went in on it. If they're not confident in Trey Young, I. There may be hesitation to the move. Yeah, and it would be fair. A trio of Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, DeJounte Murray, it looks good on paper, but you're right. If they're toying around with the idea of trading him, this all is yeah. is moot. Well, they should probably make a decision sooner rather than later yep. for the sake of themselves and then also the rest of the league, and to be completely honest. Bill, because that's an expensive team they got over yes. there. <laughs> All right, next up in our final three-team trade that we're going to discuss on the show, the Suns receive <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, mm. the Timberwolves receive Bogdan Bogdanovich, John Collins, DeAndre, and then the number 15 pick via Atlanta, and the Hawks receive Rudy Gobert and Jaden McDaniels. Do you hate the new CBA? <laughs> Do you really want to burn it all to the ground? Big four, big four. I wanted big some four. chaos. This is never, ever, ever going to happen. This is one of the fun, wacky, off the wall trades that I came up with. Never going to happen. But <laughs> we did have it on authority that before the Bradley Beal trade, 
the Suns were toying around with the idea of doing a three-team trade to bring Cat here. Cat wanted to be here. He wants to play with Devin Booker. They're still friends. Um, so it was something that I just had to toy around with a little bit. Devin Booker looks at this and says to Cat, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Go away. <laughs> four, four contracts like that? I, I like, get it. Oh, my I get God. It. I get it. But Cat is a better fit here than DA at this point. No, I, I don't agree. And all you're giving up but, is DA. But dear Lord. All you're giving up is DA. Dear Lord. You think you think there's no path to building out this roster now? You think the defense could be suspect right now? Matt Ishmael Holy said, shit. "If we're going into this doorway, we're kicking it the fuck down." Yeah, here we are. Hold on. Why would you punish Frank Vogel like this? You hire a defensive coach, and then you're like, "I am literally giving you a guy that cares nothing about the defense, and yet says he's revolutionizing the game." But maybe a change of scene. Oh Maybe <clears throat> under Vogel, Cat would be better you, defensively. You could not <laughs> unlock him Carol, because don't somebody you try and use other uh, no. like what? explanations against <laughs> us. You don't can, you dare! You cannot unlock justifications uh, or whatever I'm thinking of. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you cannot unlock Cat. Somebody broke the key off in there. You ain't unlocking it. All, all right? I'm saying is Cat as the guy <laughs> in Minnesota is not happening. But if you put him in a supercharged <laughs> Kevin Love. Or Chris Bosch role where he's the third or fourth fiddle on this team, maybe the dumb shit that he says, or maybe this bravado <laughs> that he has isn't as bad. Just Honestly, though, if you can trade DeAndre Ayton and get Carl Anthony Towns, why <laughs> wouldn't you do that? Jared's like, you why? know what? You're gonna score 200 points a game. Yeah. So screw Frank Vogel and his defense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Atlanta's doing the heavy lifting here. Like they're giving up everything. Listen, um, I will say this was the only trade so far that we have brought up that the chat immediately popped off with one million no's. I'm seeing some yeses in there as well. Let's not. I mean, let's not. Let's not I mean, put some fake. Are news they out there. yeses or oh, are they like yeses. Han super chat where Han said, "If you can make cat deal for Da, you're going to make history." Might as well. <laughs> are they yeses or are they like what Han said, Gerald? Which one is it, Gerald? I'm seeing some. I'm seeing some support. Are you? Yes. There was piercing where? the second apron, and, <laughs> and then there was bazookaing it. Let's and, get yeah. the cat, man. Uh, Okay, Valley Boy. Valley Boy is the support. <laughs> no, I look I, like I said, this is never ever going to happen. I totally get the concerns about it, um, but you're not going to trade Da for a better player than Cat, and I'll just leave it at that. And that was a rhyme. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Han, for that super chat. We also have another one from Han that said, uh, "Not gonna lie, Eswo been straight killing it since Tin Foil Hat segment." That he has. <clears throat> you're welcome. Uh, Espo did put out a new tinfoil hat segment today if you haven't watched it it's in the discord and it's also on our youtube channel and the actual hat that he is wearing is pretty legit so and i'll give you props and the theory is one that i actually don't think is insane this time (laughs) the more i thought about it so well uh so make sure you after the show is done you grab a four peaks beer you go watch some tinfoil hat theories with espo and you just Lean into the fun times. Also, while you're at it, make sure that you visit fourpeaksforteachers.org because this year, Four Peaks is giving away 11 $1,000 cash grants. And one lucky teacher will also win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. If you want to nominate a teacher, again, just go to fourpeaksforteachers.org. 
But do it sooner rather than later because nominations are due June 30th. You can also check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on social media to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Also want to say thank you to our friends over at Mountain Mike's for delivering us lunch today. It's like I forget every week because they tell us, hey, this we're going to have pizza today on Tuesday from Mountain Mike's. So come hungry. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday, I forget that Mountain Mike's is going to be here. And when I walk in, I'm like, oh, my God, what a great surprise. Because yeah. Mountain Mike Pizza is sitting in the break room. And I've told you guys a million times, but I'll continue to tell you, Mountain Mike's has really good ranch dressing. So if you want to check them out, head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. And as a reminder, new diehards get $50 voucher upon signing up to Mountain Mike's Pizza. So just another reason why you should become a PHNX diehard. To to Chris uh, in the chat, just want to say, you're welcome, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Says Espo, you say thank you when you get a cup, but not you're welcome. God bless. What you can I say welcome, except Dima? you're welcome? You got Espo singing Moana now. <laughs> I, think, I think every single show this, this week and the shows that he was on last week, he mm. has sung at least yes. once. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling good. That's his thing. <laughs> Feeling good. Don't rain on like my you. parade. Oh, I'm like not. I was just making a point. Okay, so we know the Pacers loved DeAndre in last <laughs> summer. Yes. Do the Pacers still love DeAndre in this summer? I have no idea, but our source told <laughs> us that he's got a fan, at least in Rick Carlisle, and they signed him to that offer sheet. And I'm not sure when, but they had an offer that they or a proposal that they were going to submit. In terms of Miles Turner and Buddy Heald for DA, you would have to include campaign to make the math work in that trade. Um, so I threw it in there. Um, I don't know. It makes some sense to me. I, I And you could honestly, like a lot of Pacers fans have seen the trades that I put forth and they're not fans of them at all. Because you could make the argument that Miles Turner had a better year than DA last year. And he's on way less money. He's I think he's got $40 million left. Over two years, DA's got 102 million left over three years. Like it's a 60 million dollar difference, and I don't blame the Pacers if they want to just keep Miles Turner and maybe trade him elsewhere next year um, and let their young team kind of grow together. That would be totally understandable. Um, but Buddy Heald is an expiring contract, and Turner's been on the trade block for years, so I can't rule them out definitively. Um, the fact that they signed DA to the offer sheet. Only a year ago, I can't imagine things have changed drastically in the course of a year. No. Um, so it's worth talking about at least. Uh, Vogel uh, coached Miles Turner too briefly in mm -hmm. in Indy, mm -hmm. so there may be some interest there. I think this is one of the better values you're getting. I personally feel bad for Campaign because he's just become the you have to add him in <laughs> to make the, the math work. Guy. Yeah. But that's not but, that's right. not his fault or no. our fault. No, like, I just feel bad. Just, we only have so many dollars to work with here. Yeah. He's the well, the math ain't math, so throw him in so it does, guy. Now and yeah. uh, and I feel for him, but yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, this has this has some intrigue because Buddy Heald is, as you were mentioning earlier, is that <laughs> when we're talking about the Clippers. You know, the Suns didn't have that firepower off the bench. Heald is a guy that can do that and can do that from deep. So that's intriguing uh, as well. Somebody in the chat said Gambo is now reporting that the Suns are leaning towards keeping 
DeAndre Ayton. I love my guy Gambo, but I believe this is what we call subterfuge season. And to me, that says we're not quite happy with some of the offers we've gotten, so make it more or we'll threaten to keep him kind of thing. I mean, at this point, literally anything is possible. Who knows? Um, But that was a mixed bag of emotions in the chat for that trade. So if that one wasn't your cup of tea, might I interest you in Miles Turner and TJ McConnell instead for DeAndre? Yeah. This one. I I think people will be more excited about healed because he is a shooter. He's a scorer off the bench. I think a lot of people feel like the Suns definitely need that. And I understand the need for like bench pieces, depth pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, McConnell, if they brought him here, he probably wouldn't be starting um just because we're i think we're fully leaning into the point book era now with getting bradley beal and mcconnell's a high-end backup he's one of the best backup point guards in the league i think he would be a campaign upgrade in terms of his defense um facilitation he's just one of those glue guys that knows what teams require of him and does it um and you know for the u of a fans it would be sad to see da leave at least you're getting another one in return I'd, I'm, <coughs> <Solve> <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I, I think mcconnell helping that bench uh, from a you know from a standpoint uh, like that would be would be interesting uh, i i think indy indy and atlanta have some of the best value you're likely going to get in terms of of what you're looking at here for sure Right, moving right on along. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got the Suns receiving Clint Capella, Sadiq Bay, and I'm gonna butcher this name. <laughs> we we literally watched so many videos before the show. Mm-hmm. Vitka, Vita, 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 Kretschki. This guy doesn't exist. Vita Gerald Kretschke. was just like, "What letters have I not used <laughs> in these 40 trades?" And he made up a name. Yeah. 41. <laughs> we I'm sorry about that name, but that's in exchange for DeAndre Ayton. Yes. So more Hawks. So Can we put that back up. I was too busy making fun of it <laughs> to look at the other two names. Oh, Clint Cabela and Sadiq Bay again. Yes. Right. Yes. So the that trade with just Sadiq Bay and Clint Capella falls like less than a million short of meeting the math thresholds there. So Kredgechi is kind of thrown in. His contract is non-guaranteed. The Suns can move up the guarantees to make it work. Um, he's kind of a throw in. He hasn't really played enough over his two seasons in the year for us to make any sweeping statements, but he is, I think he's like six, eight and he's a guard. So, you know, 22 years old or something like that. Might as well give him a flyer, put him on your G league team that you're hopefully building here soon. So, so he's the um, foreign campaign. He's just the guy that makes stop. the math. <laughs> stop. Um, but the, the money on Clint Capella's side is, is intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. So 20.6 million this year. And then twenty two point three million the following year. Right. This is a this is not a glamorous trade, um, and I don't know if the Hawks would be willing to throw in Sadiq Bay, but they do have a young center in the wing waiting in the wings in uh, Onyeka Kongwu. There are a couple of Okongwu trades in the DA article. Those feel optimistic to me. I don't know that the Hawks would be willing to part with a young piece like that. Um, it feels like Capella is kind of their starter for now until Kongwu takes the reins from him. So that's why Capella feels gettable. He's a veteran guy. He can help them. He can rim protect like we talked about. And Bay, I think, really could do with a change of scenery. He was pretty good for the Hawks in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So, again, not a sexy trade by any means, but it gives you two legitimate rotation pieces for the playoffs. Which I think at this point in time, at least for me, I don't need a sexy trade. Mm -hmm. I need 
more people who are going to contribute in positive ways and not just like decently positive, but positive, positive ways for the Suns team to round it out. So right. no Kong dynasty here in Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta entertain myself somehow. You, did, you were waiting. Uh, he just said we're boring. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he did. He just There's said. 41 trades, You're people. Uh, no, I, again, Rude. I like the idea of Clint Capella uh-huh. here because he checks a lot of the boxes off that you need in a in a Frank Vogel defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Lindsay's point, I don't need. I already got the sexy trade. Yeah. You know, like I got the sexiest trade that's going to be made this offseason in all likelihood. So now give me the functional trade. Give me the guys that come in here and help push this team closer to being a championship uh, team. And I think adding a Clint Capella and adding that that defensive anchor, defensive focus, uh, a guy that's not going to care what his offense looks like, I, I like that about it. I'm sure Frank Vogel would appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a super chat from Manita de Piedra said, DA will stay. I'm calling it. I think KD will be traded if we don't win it all after next year to like the Lakers or Knicks and get back some assets. Look, I don't think it's. We I will don't... bookmark that, <laughs> but I don't think I would take that. I don't gamble. think it's insane to say that DeAndre Ayton stays here. No. I know Kevin Durant is a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I'm sure Frank Vogel sees some potential there. But I also, the reality now that you traded for Bradley Beal is you have to add depth. And if you're not comfortable with doing that through just vet minimums, you now have to make that deal. So that's why I think it's it's highly likely that some kind of DeAndre Ayton deal happens mm-hmm. if they if they hit that price threshold they're comfortable with. Right. Beal, the Beal trade and the Kevin Durant trade before that should have taught us to never say anything is impossible in this industry when it comes to trades, unless it's like mathematically won't mm-hmm. check out. Um, but yeah, if you look at that second luxury tax situation, I know HBO is ready to smash right through it and not care about that second tax apron. But at the same time, like you need depth to round out your roster. I don't know that DA, what he provides on the court, even under Vogel, is enough to justify the $32.5 million he'll make next year. Yeah. Um, and so I think if you can turn him into two or three rotation pieces, the Suns have long been queasy about paying this guy max-level money. I've always thought that they think they can get by with 80% of what he does for a third, two-thirds, half of the price. So To be fair, there was that—sorry to interrupt, Lindsay. There no, was that, that Gambo <clears throat> report yesterday— that the main person that didn't like DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. was Monty Williams, and he was the one that was pushing for a Miles Turner trade. He was the one that didn't feel like DA mm-hmm. was the right fit. In the same report, it was he felt that Jay Crowder was uncoachable uh, as well. So that does make one wonder how much of that stance on DeAndre Ayton was influenced by Monty Williams, and does that change? I, I Like I said, I still think if they get the right price, they're going to move DA, but it's another wrinkle in all of it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting, but you also can't ignore the reports, at least as far as the rumors kind of go, that there were players in the locker room who also were frustrated with mm-hmm. DA. See, it's like the unfortunate side of all of this is we're getting it from so many different places that it's, 
Monty was frustrated with DA. Kevin Durant loves DA. Ishbia is fond of DA. Other players in the locker room were frustrated with DA. So it's just kind of like, well, which one do you want to believe? Which one are you going to believe? Maybe all can be the, true at the exact same time. And it's, yeah, and that's the thing is like, it's hard to tell what's in the heat of the moment and what legitimately mm-hmm. translates to the locker room in terms of I'm frustrated with this guy. Because if the report is that Kevin Durant loves DA, well, his body language in the playoff sure didn't scream that when I DA agree. would mess yeah. up. Like, so it, it's hard to parse through this. That could just be KD's competitive spirit as well. Um, so it, it's something that I don't think the Suns are just going to trade DA because guys are frustrated with him. I do think the hesitance on the front office's part to pay him after the finals run to wait until he got an offer sheet to match it with the Pacers before they paid him. It doesn't exactly suggest that like they're high on paying this guy max level. Money. That was before the shadow front office took Stop. took hold. So, <laughs> um, Espo, you're wearing a black hat right now, not a tinfoil hat. Okay. Not, well, Reel that means I in. want chaos. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not, you're not entirely wrong. Anyway, moving on to our next trade. In this one, we have the Suns receiving Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams III, and the Celtics receiving DeAndre in and campaign. Disclaimer for any Celtics fans or Suns fans that are going to give me crap for this one. Um, I don't think the Celtics do this. I think this one relies heavily on the fact that they're looking at their cap situation like we got to pay Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown how much to keep them. Um, I don't think they want to trade Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart might be a trade candidate, but he's kind of the heart and soul of their team. I think if you look at their contracts and who's making what and who's somewhat expendable but also has trade value malcolm brogdon makes a lot of sense and there's been Um, a report sons have been interested in him yes there is that report as well he's long made sense as a trade target a free agency target for the suns Mm -hmm. he's a guy that you could bring in off the bench reigning six man of the year and i know that a lot of celtics fans are really high on robert williams um, because he's an elite rim protector he's extremely efficient around the basket alley-oop threat all this stuff he can't stay healthy like he can't stay on the court and so i do think you have to wonder about that because as much as they might value what williams brings as a rim protector more than da like if you can't stay on the court availability is a skill and al horford mm-hmm. is getting older you can't rely on him forever either um so maybe this is a situation where a change of scenery does everybody involve some good again though Getting DA and campaign for Brogdon and Williams, I'm not sure the Celtics are maximizing their value there. I like this one. No. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. The Celtics are I probably mean, the one that like says, <laughs> no, but... We, we should love this but, one. But <laughs> Brogdon being, you know, a, a great guy off the bench, uh, very good defensively mm. from a point guard standpoint. You get the defensive center. Uh, you're not gaining additional players. You're It's a two-for-two but you're gaining a better point guard in campaign, and I don't think you're giving up. Uh, you're you're actually probably gaining on the defensive end here. So yeah. All right, this next one I actually kind of really like. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Suns receiving Stephen Adams, Tyus Jones, Santi Aldama, and the number twenty-five pick in exchange for DeAndre. Ayan. Now. Steven Adams, of course, was injured last season, missed quite a few games. He only played 42 last year because of that PCL sprain that he was dealing with in his knee. Um, Is it Santi or Santi? Santi. I think it's Santi. Santi. He's 22, so he's a young guy, Mm -hmm. right? 
And then Tyus Jones, he averaged 10.3 points, 5.2 assists, and 2.5 rebounds in 80 games last season. Um, but if Steven Adams is much better, I really like these two guys. Oh, a Steven Adams-Jock Landell uh, <laughs> center go. combo. I'm in! <laughs> Let's go. Oh, my God. That seems like a, some the kind of buddy movie. between the two of them? Oh. Fantastic. Maybe Jock will uh, will work on the facial hair a little bit more, inspired <laughs> by Stephen Adams. This is, I mean, this is a, a good haul that you're gonna get get here. You also get uh, the 25th pick, which I get it. It's the end of the first round, but it's also there an were, asset that you don't exactly. have. Exactly, right and now. the Suns were. The yeah. rumor was that the Suns were looking to move up into yeah. that 20 to 30 ish range. Right. So. I think Just this that box too. I think this is a nice haul for the Suns. They get Tyus Jones, who's a point guard who can be your backup, but might be ready to make the leap as a starter. Maybe not here in Phoenix if he's traded here. Um, Steven Adams is a walking brick house in terms of the screens that he sets and how physically he rebounds. Um, he's an underrated passer as well. He's still not even 30 years old, which is kind of crazy because he looks like he's like 35. Um, and Aldama is a rookie who was quietly had a good first season for the Grizzlies. Um, he's a stretch big shot, 35% from deep six foot 11. I don't think, I think this might be a little bit too much for Memphis. Um, maybe you swap in John Conchar for Aldama instead. Maybe you go with the number 45 pick instead of number 25, but it doesn't hurt to call and ask about these types of things. Cause if you're getting a quality, Floor general and Tyus Jones and a decent big who can rebound and do the little things like Adams. That's not bad. You are required to call the paint down under <laughs> if this trade goes down. So I think um, that's fair. Hello in the chat also brought up that Saul doesn't believe that Adams could beat up Shannon Sharp. Um, which, of course, if you remember that happened, their little yes. sideline kerfuffle, <laughs> and then everyone had the conversation, who would win in a boxing fight between the two of them? Look, And it was all good. Lighthearted Shannon enjoyment, Sharp. but Saul was wrong. Shannon Sharp's still cut, and at his age, it's He's probably also old, it's probably roids, which means rage comes with that. So, so a fight um, might not be. I'm not throwing any shade at Shannon Sharp, but he is older. Mm. This so is true. Just you know, I'm gonna take age. I feel like punching one. Stephen Adams in the face would be like punching one of those Easter Island statues in the head. Like <laughs> you would do nothing. <laughs> You're just gonna break your jaw. Absolutely. Just seems like a bad idea in general. Yeah. All right, we did get another super chat. This one came from Trevor. Trevor, thank you for your super chat. Said, need to move on from DA. Not only did he have issues with Monty, but with Book and KD as well. Did not want to listen when they were getting after him. Like we said, there's conflicting reports out there talking about Kevin Durant really liking DeAndre in. There are reports saying that players in the locker room were frust frustrated with him. And then, of course, the Monty DA shenanigans. We don't know for certain. Obviously, you can read body language on the court, like you said, Gerald, but you don't know how far that extends. Mm -hmm. If it's just heat of the moment, I hang my head and get frustrated with you guys all the time. Right. But at the end of the day, I still love you. Like every so, manscaped dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. But that hurt, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking from her perspective. Gerald, <laughs> you can't save 20% or get free shipping at manscaped.com anymore. You, I'm removing you that from you. Damn, yes. that's rough. No, you can Use the code screw you to get absolutely nothing. <laughs> but you know what you still can do, Gerald? What's that? You can get some goodies from Circle K, including <laughs> fantastic gas, amazing coffee, a great beer and snack selection, and of course, my favorite. 
Polar Pops. Do you think if I get him a Polar Pop, he'll forgive me? Or oh, yeah, he might. I'll give you a Polar Pop if you know what I mean after <laughs> insulting me like that. Hey, hey now. Give you a Polar Pop. Whoa. Straight to the moon. <laughs> Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff that Circle K has to offer. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head to CircleK.com slash door dash locator to find Circle K's near you. To quote the great Kevin Durant, not Dr. King, Kevin Durant. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Heat drives me. Too much love will kill you. Mm -hmm. To which Jock responded, not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> so what you're saying is, KD and Jock are best friends. Yes. That's what I heard. Yep, besties. Right? Uh, well, that hurts me as well because I'm Jock's best oh, friend. Sorry, but if KD replaced me. You can have more than one best friend. It's allowed. It's 2023. We've already moved past have, this idea that I you can only have any. one best friend. Good cover. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, <laughs> guys, exciting news. Tomorrow is June 21st, which means OG's brand new flavor, Pink Lemonade, officially becomes available. It's going to be fantastic. Boo, 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 boo. It is a fresh tangy lemon with a hint of red berry and plenty of sugar in there as well. It's going to be one of the best flavors of the summer. So make sure you are not missing out on this fantastic drop that is happening again tomorrow. OG's does not miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So make sure you get your pink lemonade gummies while you can, because this is a limited edition drop. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Max threw a fucking rocket at you. Yeah, yeah. Espo like, asked for the lob and he hit him with a bullet. Let's pass. say that the <laughs> soccer guy can't, can't doesn't know how to throw a ball with his hands. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Espo's a little spicy today. All right, we've got a few more trades for you guys to Home round stretch. out the show. Um, as a reminder, again, if you want to dive into all 41 of them, Head on 41. over to Sorry, that's go PHNX. In this one, we've got the Suns receiving Terry Rozier, Cody Martin, the number 27, and the number 41 picks, and the Hornets receiving DeAndre. Yeah, what this one, you? this one I'm okay with. It's not, again, I'd feel better about it if I trusted the draft strategy with, with the current regime a little bit more. Um, cause you need to add young talent on rookie scale contracts, guys that can be contributors for the next couple of years at that level with the amount of salaries that you're going to be paying out, uh, moving forward. But at the same time, like Rozier, I feel like he would be good in a more limited role. Like he's gone to Charlotte. He's put up near 20 points a game over the last few seasons. It hasn't been the most efficient. He did shoot 37% from three last year. I think if you put him with Vogel, he gets back to, the defensive terror, scary Terry mm -hmm. that put his name on the map originally <laughs> in Boston. Um, and I think maybe that makes it more attractive. Cody Martin, he's not his brother, Caleb. He is coming off uh, multiple ankle injuries and surgeries. Um, so he might not be a rotation player anymore, but he was good before that happened. Um, decent enough, at least to play on the wing, six foot six guy who can shoot and defend a little bit. I get why people are probably not going to be blown away by this one, though. I my biggest question is who the hell is is running Charlotte right now? 
We they're in between <laughs> ownership because mm. they're finalizing a deal. Supposedly, Michael Jordan's in charge till July 1. But is new ownership going to be happy if Michael Jordan mm. makes a big trade like this and, and trades draft capital? Like, I mean, you would like to think that he would at least consult the rest of them, right? No, he'd say, fuck them new owners. I He's mean, Michael Jordan. He's just going <laughs> to do what he wants, per spin. usual. I'm sure there's some sort of a clause within the contracts that says you can't do any outrageous craziness until this goes through. Uh, yeah, that would be... Or you at least need to consult with us. Yeah, I would think that that may be... A, Wasn't a there something along there, those so. lines with the Suns? I know that was yeah, a different situation. That was different. You still. can't make moves without uh, about, without this jerk approving it was their, <laughs> uh, was their rule here. But I still think it would extend to any sort of ownership sale or something of that sort that the NBA is trying to protect its assets. I, I'd imagine so. Just like if you sign a contract on a house and they burn it down the next day, you're exactly. not on, on the hook for See? it at that point. Yeah, By the way, I think it. I just saw the best trade uh, we've had proposed. Our own Saul Bookman says, Espo and 20 milligrams of OGs at Summer League for one Saul hug. Oh, wow. My question is, do I have to accept the hug while I'm high off my ass? Because that sounds like it might be terrifying. No, I oh. think you get to I think you get to cash in whenever you want. Hmm. Right? Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Because on the OGs, I feel like that might feel like smothering. You yeah. might you might freak out. Yeah, I probably would. Also, what type of hug? I think you need to actually set like more specific details around this is like a sidearm hug is it like a full-on i think hug it's a hug? full-on Saul. is it like have hug. to be over five seconds because Saul would just be like what is well, it if, like, I'm high, if i'm high I'm like, like no, that not. i'm not gonna have any sense of how long it it's, is it's 20 milligrams it's not that much buddy you're not gonna feel like you're getting a bear hug have you met me <laughs> <laughs> have uh, summer league. 42 uh, trades now, thanks to Saul. We so. got a super chat from Pre-Rush. Thank you for your super chat. Said, rather keep DA for scrap pieces for the sake of it. I think that's a fair, and that's that's a fair question with a lot of these trades is, is it better to just keep him than to turn him into depth pieces? I think in some cases I would say yes. In some cases I would say no. I'm on the fence about this one. I, I do think Rozier has more to offer a winning team than kind of the inefficient lead scorer that he's been with Charlotte. But I understand if people are not high on him and a guy who's coming off an injury and, you know, a late first rounder, early second rounder, I, I get it. I wouldn't have been in favor of this if you hadn't made the Beal trade because he likely would have been That's true. your starter. But Terry Rozier coming off your bench as a six-man backup point guard mm -hmm. is intriguing because, uh, you know, right now you don't have that answer. Mm -hmm. You have Campaign who has been – I, you know, I, and I love the energy he brings, but has been inconsistent is the is the word to describe it. Could Terry Rozier come in and give you the best of, of campaign offensively at a consistent basis? That might be the enough enough off the bench to help swing things at points. And, and this trade that we did, the Hornets one, it doesn't address their need for a starting center, which would then be a matter of free Jock agency landed. veteran minimum. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, there was another one in the article mentioning Mark Williams because I've seen his name come up in the chat. So go check that out if you want to read more about that. All right. Home stretch, y'all. Suns receive Eric Gordon, Ivica Zubats, and the number 30 pick. Clippers receive DeAndre Ian. I don't know if this is enough value for DA. I would like it a lot more with Norm Powell and Eric Gordon's spot. I don't think the Clippers do that. You are getting a first-round pick, but it's literally at the very end of it. So I don't know. I don't, I'd, I'd probably say no to this one, but it's not 
terrible. Idea. Why does Eric Gordon feel like an inevitability? Like we've, we've circled that name for, I mean, we have for a decade now. I yeah. mean, 2013 or 2013 was the My Heart is in Phoenix, Eric Gordon mm-hmm. signing. And ever since, it's just been this dance, like eventually he's going to wind up here. I hope this isn't how, yeah. but <laughs> because... Yeah, and- I, I get the joke because people are going to make jokes like they yeah. got they traded for him three years after they should mm-hmm. have totally get it. But he was actually good with the Clippers last oh. year. Like he I think he averaged 11 points. He shot above 40 percent from three for them. Like he was pretty solid for them. I think he'd help the bench. I just don't know that this is enough yeah. value. I feel like this is one of those deals that you just go, yeah, I'll keep D.A. and see mm. see if he has some kind of surprising run and we want to keep him or if his value goes up because of it uh, that that would be my thought with this one all right next up we've got the suns receiving keldon johnson and Devonte graham in exchange for deandre and you could basically do any trade with the spurs because they have so much salary cap room but it, if you're the suns you're asking for keldon johnson that's where the conversation starts and ends um if they're not into it you move on i don't think the spurs are really they don't have like you you could ask for devin vassell or Jeremy Sohan or any of those guys. But I like, like Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, I like him too. But I think Keldon Johnson is the guy that can help you the most. He's a guy that puts his head down and gets to the rim because he's such a strong driver. Um, he's a, a physical defender as well. So I think if you're trading DA to the Spurs, um, you're asking for Keldon Johnson. I threw in Devontae Grand. I threw a couple other options in there. At that point, you're just kind of adding extra bodies to you know, build out your roster a little more. Do you think Pop wants to go back to the Twin Tower? So that is, there, there was a rumor, NBA. though, that, that right. the Spurs didn't want Wemby to come in and immediately start at center yeah. for them, that they wanted to kind of ease him into that role. So I get this. Yeah, I mean, the guy has to run around in the shower to get wet, so I understand, <laughs> like, the impulse to <laughs> save him from the physical beating he's going to take if he's starting center for a full season as a rookie. Yeah. Um, there was a report from Jake Fisher um, that was saying the Spurs are looking for a starting caliber center to kind of spare him from that. Mm-hmm. I get that, but the investment you'd be making. That's true. In DA for as many years as you were, mm-hmm. it sounds like they want a stopgap, not fair. not a, a solution. And I feel like that would be prohibitive for them to do this. Which is so. ironic because they just traded Jakob Pertl away and he probably would have been good. Yeah, perfect yeah. option for that. <laughs> exactly what they needed. All right. And finally. Last one. The Phoenix Suns receive Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith, Patty Mills, and the number 2020, or the number 22 pick. The Nets receive, surprise, surprise, DeAndre and 22 for 22. I I like another Aussie, Patty Mills. <laughs> Look, if the Nets didn't want anything to do with DA in a KD trade, I don't think they're going to want I mean, look, at it that could. point, they're running Mikhail Bridges, Cam <laughs> Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. I don't, I, you want to talk about swapping teams. Gotta collect them all, the triplets. <laughs> they're now Pokemon. Collect them all. <laughs> gotta catch them all in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I noted that in the article. I feel like if they didn't want DA before, they probably won't want him now. Um, you know, if you're the Suns, you would love to get a guy like Nick Claxton, who's going to be a defensive player of the year mm. candidate for the foreseeable yeah, future. But the Nets are, there's no way the Nets are going to put him forth. I, so I think I targeted three and D wings, Royce O'Neal. He hasn't shot worse than 37% from three in the last like four or five years. 
Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy that I've really liked for a while now, 3 and D player as well, Patty Mills experience, championship experience, and addresses the backup point guard spot. I, I feel like they should have traded for Royce O'Neal last year yeah. when he was available and the Nets got him. But, yeah, I mean, again, I think this is, even if the Nets offered it, you probably go, I'm not sure it's enough right now. So Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing, though. Like, we've had a couple people in the chat be like, these are so Suns-y type of trades. Can we get some more realistic ones? Like, I think that we did a good job of having a mixed bag of things that were very favorable to the Suns, things that were favorable to other teams, Mm -hmm. things that were pretty neutral across the board. Um, If you didn't like them, then I would suggest going to gophnx.com and reading the other what 30 some odd 36 trades or, and see if those ones are ones that or you like. send me your trades because like i love what looking at trade options and this stuff contrary yeah. to popular belief is not easy so it's not may, may i address those that that said these were sons heavy for a second i think there's just specific ones well but I again just, i think it's just i just want to say go look at the bradley beal trade <laughs> none of us ever thought chris paul and landry shamit would would land you Bradley Beal and a young up and comer, uh, you know, with uh, with Jordan there. Like I just nobody nobody thought that was going to happen, and it did. Yeah. So anything is possible. And we try to present like like I said, a pretty good variety of trades here because at the end of the day, we don't know for certain what DeAndre Ayton's trade value is. It could be something that is more beneficial to the Suns, and it could be something that is not. We don't know because we're not in those rooms. And we did share the ones that we uh, had today here on the show that were kind of source based. Mm -hmm. So there are that does kind of give us a launching point, if you Mm -hmm. will, to kind of formulate these trades. But shout out to Gerald for putting in all the hard work on all of this. Um, Before we say goodbye, we do have some super chats to get to from yesterday's episode that I want us to dive into so we got a couple from thomas thomas appreciate you for sending those super chats yesterday in regard to the bradley beal trade they said it's time to celebrate and also that they have been a fan since uh childhood since 75 and they just want one championship because i know we were talking about the desire to to win for years and years and years but at the end of the day we got to get one to start so yeah. we all just want that first one. That, dynasties don't start when you have zero championships. Exactly. They start with one. Exactly. So. Uh, we also got a couple from Brian. Brian, thank you for sending those super chats yesterday. We appreciate you. They said, for years, people complained about Sarver being cheap. Now people are complaining out about Ishbia spending too much. Reminds me of people complaining about the heat just to complain about the cold. I also went on to say, I hate the talk about skipping steps, which has been launched our way as Suns fans quite a bit this year. Uh, Remember the timeline and crappy years? They had the homegrown team and went to the finals. It wasn't working, so they adjusted. Also, Chris Paul was gone anyway. Yeah, screw the steps. I'll take the escalator. Thank you very much. (laughs) Or hell, the elevator. Here's the thing. Steps. Like, who gets to define what those steps are? Right? No one. Isn't any move technically a step in some capacity? 
Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Brian also sent us another one and said, people are worried about the double apron mortgaging the future when they have their own credit card debt, student loans, and payday loans to focus on. Damn, you didn't have to go at them that hard. <laughs> Brian said, stop worrying about the Matt Ishbia's deep pockets and worry about your own. Relax, broke boys, he said. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. And then lastly, we got a super chat from Jacob. Thank you, Jacob, said... Absolutely loved the move. Beal being a number three option is stupid good. For those complaining, let this play out. More moves coming. I'm done doubting. And I agree, Jacob. I think it's one. I, I get that you can have concerns. I think it's fine to feel that way. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, just lean into it. Mm. Lean into it because we don't get to change it anyway. So oh. we may as well have some faith that they have a plan. Just own the now. Mm -hmm. Three years will in the future will take care of itself. Yes. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I want 47 next Tuesday, That's Gerald. That's right, Gerald. All right, you got it. What do we do so if they trade DA? There's nobody <laughs> left to trade. <laughs> I'm going to be that, okay. we're a trade. That's why we're going all in on this trade machine Tuesday, because the draft is this week. It makes sense to trade him before July and free agency and approaching that second luxury tax apron. If they're going to trade D.A., it feels like it's probably going to happen here soon. So we had to do this now. Emma, play the uh, play the video again. If this may be one of the last times we need to see your work again. Yeah, your work again. <laughs> trade machine Tuesday. You're a brat. And you're a brat. And you're a brat, too. You're all brats. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you, as always. Uh, tomorrow, 3 p.m., we'll be live, and we have a special surprise for you. And we're not going to let them know? No. No? No. Bring the swim trunks. It's a secret, but I promise you, you're going to love it. So it's not a show to miss. Tomorrow, mm. 3 p.m., YouTube channel be there until we see you then you can follow us on twitter at phnx underscore sons you can follow me at lindsay smith az you can follow gerald at gerald borgay and of course you can follow espo at espo espo take us home there's too many mf and trades on this mf and podcast <laughs> oh, hoy, hoy. Hey, yo my lifestyle is retro tell the phoenix metro megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go phnx though lindsay gerald espo saw past the ball we here to turn up the tempo got to understand me y'all